we never even see inside the strip club in, in Blade Runner. I would like to see a chick fuck snake on stage. That'd be kind of neat. Uh, Live from Cool Boys Hold your dicks and rub your tits. We'll be ice cold. Here come the cool boys. Just the young boy. <gasps> <gasps> oh, so cool. So cool. So cool. I see cool boys. I went to Griffith Observatory for the first time. I'm just telling you boys, because I've never been there before. Oh. It's delightful. It's fine. It's Where have hot. you been to? Wait, what was it? Griffith Observatory or Park? Observatory. Never oh, been. Good. Nice. Kind of gay. Great <laughs> views. Great views. Great views. It was really great views. Kind of gay. <laughs> kind of gay. <laughs> oh, did you go to that spot where uh, James Dean jerked off on that guy's face? Yeah, that's the scene. <laughs> Greetings, cool boy nation, and welcome to another installment of Cool Boys Podcast. Fabulous boner moments in movies. I'm back, girl, Felk. Well, that's not very PC, <laughs> Felk. Bruce, it's me, Barbara. I found the Batcave. Oh, oh, that's what you're doing. And you are? Batgirl. That's not awfully PC. What about bad person or bad woman? Bruce, it's me, Barbara. I found the Batcave. I'm Batboy Ballard. Has there ever been a Batboy? Yeah. Is there a Batboy? Well, Chris O'Donnell says that in Batman Forever. Like, what should I be called? Batboy? Nightwing? I need a name. Batboy, Nightwing. Speaking of Nightwing, I guess I'm Nightwing Noli. Hey, uh. And it's fitting because uh, Dick Grayson is the most handsome man in all of DC lore. I don't know about that. And it is. No, that's actually like, that's the whole thing. Like, Nightwing's super fucking hot. That's like on the back of his baseball card. It's like. Most yep. handsome man in yeah. Gotham lore. Absolutely. And then under like his STDs, it's like 72. I'm, uh, oh, I wouldn't great. say I'm much like Nightwing. I'm, I'm far more like Shadowhawk because I'm HIV positive. <sighs> positive about making a great podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't work. So what is everyone drinking? I'm drinking Bullet Rye. Oh, I like that about you. Tonight. Maybe straight or I might put some Diet Coke in it. I'm not sure. Oh, dude, straight, big boy. We're straight here. No gay ass here. <laughs> no, yeah, no gay ass allowed. Yeah. <laughs> How many, like, what percentage of our titles have gay or gay adjacent in them? Like, a fourth? 95%. A fourth, at least. I'm at proud least. of it. Bow looks like she's drinking muscle milk, maybe? <laughs> muscle milk. <laughs> Would muscle milk with vodka be that weird to drink from Ballard? No. No, probably nope. not. That That's that's one of those good old-fashioned Paddington's on the side, but tonight... I'll oh, be Jesus. drinking a little thing called Anchor Steam beer. Oh, a classic San Francisco beer. Do you like muscle milk? No, gross. Nolan? I can't drink it. It makes me shit my brains out. You used to drink some gnarly whey protein. It, it, it would be like all clumpy and it wouldn't mix well, and you'd be drinking it like it was normal. And I'd be like, ugh. You got to use a blender bottle and shake it up. I grew up on Slim Fast, and I just can't have anything like that. I like Slumfast. I like Slumfast a lot. I, I think it's an excellent beverage. My mom Slim. forced us to drink those and eat those for like our lunches and our breakfasts growing up in like high school. What the she'd fuck? Be like, Here, That's creepy. She'd be like, here's, here's your some Slumfast. Your parents gave you Slumfast to eat? Yes. Yes. My mom would be like, here's your breakfast Slumfast. It's like chocolate. Enjoy it. What? Yeah. Yep. And my little brother and I had a master making Slumfast so we could like have our breakfast. That's amazing. 
Sometimes. We yeah. didn't always have SlimFast. Sometimes we had Lucky well, Charms. I am not drinking SlimFast. I am drinking a red wine of the Pinot Noir variety. Ooh. Hmm. Film Pinot Noir. Well, we have an update. Uh-oh. A Noli update. Uh-oh. Dot, dot, dot. Watch Black Panther. Uh was a little disappointed that the uh, burning of pubes was not in the movie. No. I know, they cut that scene down, clearly. They really cut it down. That was not good. I'm gonna burn it all! I'm gonna burn it all! <laughs> oh, fuck. I spilled things everywhere. God damn it. I'll be he, right burns, he burned some bushes. It just wasn't black Herbs. bush. You know, they, they changed the scene. It's... The deleted scene. We'll see it on the Blu-ray. It's a re- they, oh, it's probably a reshoot they just did recently, oh, like at the last minute. Is, yeah. yeah, we switched to herbs. It was otherwise, yeah, it was Black Panther's bush. Yeah, um, I will say I am teetering between a three and a half and a four. Ooh. Uh, you could convince me it's a four. I'll, I'll have to watch it again. Uh, it's definitely good. I definitely like what they did with the story. Uh, just... The overall story was uh, interesting to me, and uh, people's motives and the characters are fantastic. But, hey, Auntie. Uh, I'm not sure uh, Ryan Coogler, that's his name? Yeah, the director, yeah. I'm not sure I liked what they did with sci-fi stuff. Like, And the action uh, was really hard to follow for me. Oh, I like the action. What do you mean by the sci-fi stuff? Well, the, the, rhino, the like armored rhino fight was kind of a mess. <laughs> I like yeah. that. I, I, I say the standout scene is uh, South Korea. Yeah, that, was, that was all cool there. I like that. The only um, scene not in Africa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I just felt like their technology was like, it was kind of all over the place, you know? Like, here's, she's like shooting a video that looks like a, she's shooting it from like a, a holographic iPhone. Then all of a sudden they have fucking technology where like holograms come in. And it's like photorealistic, like people made out of sand. And then, uh, oh, yeah, I did, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I never could understand what the fuck was happening with the suit. So I just turned my brain off. He takes yeah. his. It's okay. I remember in the end of Civil War, he like actually takes his helmet off, like it's a physical thing, and then he does puts, it multiple times in this movie too. He takes it, puts in the it off. He takes his helmet off a lot, but no, oh, yeah. it just fades on and off like a goddamn After Effect. No, I did. I didn't understand that what was happening with that. Yeah, I didn't like it. I was like, it, it's vibranium. It, even, it doesn't even. But yeah, like vibranium, but whatever. It's still metal. Like Cap Shield closes like a camp, camp like a clamshell, whereas his shield is kind of like. It, this looks like it's fading on and off. It's not a good effect. I mean, Iron Man. You said, you said Cap. I so. think it's the same. It's the same vibranium properties that. Remember, Vision is made entirely oh. of vibranium. Is Vision Vision's made of vibranium? Vision is one hundred percent vibranium, right? Yeah. So Ultron used the vibranium in Age of Ultron to make Vision to give himself an enhanced form, and then also to create the giant drill that. Turned Sokovia into a rocket ship that went up and down. Oh, you um, always need drills, man. You always need drills. You do. <laughs> Drilling is so hard. Tony creates yeah. a, an AI based on the Infinity Stone mixed with Jarvis and then uploads it into the body that Ultron was planning on using for right. himself. And Correct. then everybody's like, this is a bad idea. But then Thor pops out of nowhere and goes, I'm okay with this, and slams his hammer down and activates him. Have, you, no seen the, have you seen the alternate version of that scene? That no. Does it make sense? Because the scene, It does. Yeah, it the makes scene more that they sense. play don't, doesn't make any sense at all. So what they did in the alternate version is they cut out a lot of what Thor says. I mean, or the alternate version shows a lot of what Thor says. Oh, and, dude, um, fucking Josh Whedon was just hacking Chris Hemsworth oh, up in that movie. I don't know if it was Joss as much as it was maybe, like, you know, coming from Ike Perlmutter, really. Or yeah, someone that like was that. his last movie. Yeah. Because Kevin Feige kind of seemed to pull away from the whole Marvel, like, 
institution and move himself into Disney not too long after Ant-Man, right? Oh, you're talking about the guy that took over the TV department? Yeah. Oh, so they were fighting? Well, Ike Perlmutter took, is like owns all of Marvel, except now he doesn't have control over MCU. That's it. That's the only thing he doesn't have control over anymore. Yeah. Uh, he, he, he was kind of a problem for the, the yeah. franchise, and it was, it's better without him. I, I yeah, don't like Ike. Without him. But back to my point. Vision is 100% vibranium, and Vision can go through literally walls. He does. Ah, that's using the Infinity Stone. That's using the Infinity Stone to phase in and out it? of reality. Yeah, but it's vibranium doing that too, right? Because we don't understand the properties of vibranium. I don't think so. I mean, maybe, but you, something's I don't think going you can through do that, that wall. without the stone. Moral of the story is I turned my brain off for that. Yeah. And then also something that recently I saw in Age of Ultron is that. Thor points out that Idris Elba's Heimdall's missing his eyes. He goes, where are your eyes, uh, Heimdall? Is it him? Is that the first son of Odin? Heimdall, your eyes. I really do think Heimdall's eyes are the soul stone. I think his, his, he is the soul stone, essentially. From here, I can see nine realms of ten trillion souls. Are we in spoilers? No. Well, we don't know these things, so no. No, none of this okay. is all like, yeah. Unless Ballard's got a hot yes. tip from his friend Kevin F. What? This confirmed. I hear Kevin Esman giving you all the tips. Just the tip. Just the tip. <gasps> guys, guys, guys. Uh-oh. I just have one quick question before our boners get fabulous. Would you rather fuck <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy until she squirts everywhere while oh. she pleasures you by shoving the Moby, the world's largest dildo? Standing nearly three feet tall and weighing more than 50 pounds and detailed and crafted for realism repeatedly into your anus <laughs> or but fuck George Lucas in a missionary position while he cups Uh-oh. your balls and complains incessantly <laughs> about selling Star Wars to the white slavers called Disney. And these are my kids. So all those Star Wars, films. all the Star Wars films. They were your kids. Yeah, well, they are right. You know, I I loved them. I created them. Um, I'm very intimately involved in them, and obviously to and sell you them sold off them. To, I sold them to the white slavers that take these things and and. Uh, <laughs> cool, my nation. There's a would you? All right. Well, so I, I don't know. What's the answer here? <laughs> what's, what's this fucking question? I would rather have sex with Kathleen Kennedy because she's a woman, and she's gonna squirt everywhere. What kind of squirt? I mean, I respect George Lucas honestly more than Kathleen Kennedy because. But so, have you seen the Moby recently, or do you maybe need to go and check it up on the old Amazon.com? And I, see I just, yeah. well, the fact that you capitalized it, I just remembered. I thought you were talking about Moby, the vegan musician who, for some, yep, some that's reason, what I thought too. <laughs> He's a three foot dildo. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Shoving his head inside and out your ass. Um, that's the part that confuses me. While she pleasures you, I don't know if that's pleasurable. Well, that's not what the people at the Moby would think. Or Moby the person. I don't think the, the Moby, Moby is the actually person. intended for sexual activity. I think girls can like straddle it, but I'm, I mean, I've never actually looked. All right, I'm going to look. I bet can it fit all three feet inside of her? Mo- I think it's impossible. They what show a model right next to it, and it looks like it would just destroy. Like, it would just full-on rip this woman in half. Is is this the white Moby or the black Moby? I think the black one's more expensive. It's more expensive rubber. I only fuck expensive things. <laughs> I only fuck expensive <laughs> things. Oh, my, no. 
It's mostly men jumping up in their asses. Oh, <laughs> oh it's all oh, men. It's men. all it's all men. No women are with this thing. Would you ever learn men? I think it's physically impossible to fit any of this inside you anywhere. I mean, there are photos of girls. It looks kind of like it's going in them. No way. Yeah. The the head of this thing is as wide as a human body. Just the tip. Just the tip. Just the tip. This is literally when it's just the tip. Oh my god, look at that thing. That is insane. Oh that's, that's not real. There's several photos of it though. Is what that is a rattlesnake at the bottom? I can't tell. What is that? It I don't looks know like either. Jeff Goldblum from the fly down there. What's happening down there? <laughs> I always wanted to see the snake show from Blade Runner. They never show it, because obviously they can't show a woman fuck a snake. Oh, it's not a real snake. Well, it's a replicant snake, but, I mean, they, they would film it with a real... It's a real snake in the movie. Like, they didn't... No, no, no. Yeah, most of the photos are simply the girl standing next to it. And by the way, the, the, the one that the girl I put in there is shoving up inside of her is not... I don't think that's even the Moby. I think it's just something comparable, because the actual yeah, Moby no, is... that's not... That it's just, look it's like just comically good. huge. All right, so I'm going to do the Kathleen Kennedy one, because she's a woman... I think I think the answer clearly is but fuck George Lucas in a missionary position because a that's wonderful you get to look him right in the face yeah that's really intimate you know right he's gonna cut my balls that must feel swell and then Probably. he's gonna complain to me about Star Wars and selling it to Disney but I'm sure I can spin that conversation into just about Star Wars and I would love to hear anything and everything that George Lucas wanted to do about episode seven, eight, and nine. Exactly. If you're fucking him, he probably would tell you. I mean, at that point, there's no secrets. When you said buttfuck George Lucas missionary position, that's everything. That's just so, <laughs> that is everything. so personal. And you you nailed it on the head, getting to know what the, his original stories for seven, eight, nine were. I want to know. And he's not going to tell anybody, so I think I have to fuck him missionary in the butt. Well, it doesn't and, say in in the would you rather that he would be telling you this anyways. You're just no, assuming. No, but I figure you – I said I could figure you could spin the conversation if he's already crying about Disney son it to, you know. Yeah, what, do you, what, do you, what do you do when you, you assume, do? Ballard? What would you do? What would you do? What would you do? What do you do with when every, you assume? With every thrust. With you every it, thrust. You make an ass out of you and me. Georgie, Georgie, Georgie. Oh, Georgie. Cool boy, nation. If there's a would you rather you would like us to discuss on a future podcast, please email us at thecoolboyspodcast at gmail.com. Do it, Cleavon. Do it. Right one. Well, cool boys, I don't think you can get a more topical would you rather than that. Even though we don't know what our topics of the show are. Time to move <laughs> on to our cool boys, fabulous <laughs> boner moments in movies. Popping some fucking boners. It's topical in the sense that it had boners with anal sex and fucking Kathleen Kennedy with a massive Moby dildo. And it's about movie people. Movies. Very true. It's very Boners accurate. and movies. It's very topical. The setup is this. <laughs> Each episode, all three cool boys have entered so many different fabulous boner moments from movies. So many. Into our cool boy... Owner hat. We will draw a total of five moments this episode at random and then talk about all the fabulous boners they have given us. <laughs> now, these boners could have sprouted because of a specific heroic shot. Maybe it was a one-liner or perhaps a musical cue. <laughs> Maybe it was just a John Travolta that made your dicks rise. <laughs> now it's dicks. Yeah, someone changed it to plural. <laughs> now, no one has seen each other's selections 
So it will be a nice little surprise, even for us, every time a new boner moment is drawn. One last thing to mention before we start popping some rock-hard fucking boners. <laughs> Each boner moment drawn will have a discussion limit of fucking ten minutes just to make sure our penises don't get too swollen. Don't want that. Mm-mm. And most importantly, no semis allowed. No, Full hards not. only. Okay, cool boys, let's swell those shafts. The first fucking boner from the fucking boner hat is... <gasps> no land. Oh, great. What is the most fabulous, non, die-hard, and I'm doing air quotes here, die-hard movie? Oh, what is the most awesome. fabulous, non-die-hard, die-hard movie? Oh, yeah. And I understand oh. this question, and Good. I believe I have an answer ready for it. Yeah, there's a lot, because Die Hard's been copied uh, hundreds Die Hard's of been times. copied many times, but in its purest form, it was still early on. Once we got into, like, the the oddies, you know, like or whenever, like, Olympus has fallen by that point when there was, it had been done, mine is simple. Erica Alaniac's tits. It was the final voyage of America's mightiest battleship. What's on this helicopter? This little sweetheart. Miss July 89. God, I love this business. I love you. The party was wild. Love you again. They really knocked them dead. Imagine this arsenal of tactical nuclear weapons falling into the wrong hands. The Pentagon never did. Four minutes ahead of schedule. Damn, I'm good. Now, a team of terrorists have taken over. Wake up the president. But there's just one thing they didn't count on. The cook. Under siege. Yes! uh, Falcon, I agree on something. It's it's pure and simple. It's got Steven Seagal... uh, before he the, the sequel, when he was apparently grabbing Catherine Heigl's underage tits, uh, which she accused him of. Under Siege 2, Dark Territory, rated R. Which is also a really good movie, honestly. I yeah. like Dark Territory. Someone, like who movie. wrote that? Did J.J. Abrams write that or Joss Whedon write that one? Dark Territory? Someone wrote that. J.J., I think. Graham, Graham or maybe, or or maybe Stan, Stephen E. D. Souza. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, who wrote Dark Territory? It's a famous person, right? I don't it was, know. Yeah, it's like a big. It's a big person now. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know who wrote Under Siege. I know it's Andrew Davis directed it. The guy who made uh, The Fugitive. Uh, yeah. But it it's a it's a very efficient, fun movie. But it it like it doesn't just play it straight because Tommy Lee Jones and Gary Busey. Gary Busey's the sane one. He's the normal villain who's like trying to accomplish a goal. And Tommy Lee Jones is like Matt Reeves. He's insane. Matt Reeves. He's been around that long. Wow. Yeah. Matt Reeves. Wrote I it. thought he was way younger than that. That's crazy. Beautiful end fight in under siege as well. Cause mm-hmm. uh, Steven Seagal, what does he do with the knife? knife fight. I had never seen that before. Tommy Lee Jones has the knife facing upwards, holding it like upright, but Steven Seagal's got it downwards. And he's doing like this. He's like yep. stabbing him. Yeah, that and after awesome. that, I was like, Every time I pretended a fork or whatever, it was a knife. When I was a kid, I was like, eh, eh, because that was so cool to me. He makes a bomb out of a condom. I oh, haven't yeah. seen Under Siege in a long time, but I remember Amber Carolania popping out of a cake in her tits. He made a microwave bomb, too, didn't he? Makes he? a lot of bombs. Yeah, there's a lot of bombs. I love Erica Leniak coming out of that cake with her tits full on display. That was her Playboy years. That one was when uh, she was like a full-on prime playmate. She's Miss July 89, man. My name is Jordan Tate. <laughs> I missed July 89. And like she was like rocking it. Yeah. Nice. I love how she plays Miss like July 89 and she little... was actually Miss July 89, but like they changed her name. 
Yeah. Well, because she can't play Erica Laniac. That would make no sense. And I love when she hears those gunshots and she just comes bursting out of that cake. Huge surprise in the movie. Like, I mean, oh, yeah. it's like, what's happening? Those are those are tits. And they're fabulous. I saw that movie at a sleepover for the first time. Oh, and let me oh, tell you, of course. every guy sprouted the hugest fucking redwood, like fucking oak tree hard on. Like it was just like everyone was just like, and they were so full. And they were oh, just they were right full. in that camera. There were so oh, many like sleepovers with all boys who watched that movie together and all the boys at yep. two in the morning got erections at the same time and it was so weird oh, yeah. and so awkward and felt and felt also got boners over knives we got over, and we and we actually did the whole knife fight we all fought like with like chopsticks and shit like that and oh yeah do, and like and butter knives oh yeah because we were all like all of a sudden so cool just because that knife move and shit but that wait, was the best thing at the end wait cool boys the topic isn't under siege it's what's your best non-diehard Die Hard movie, our most fabulous. Is Ballard is Under Siege your answer as well? No. Oh shit! So we got a different one. This is a this is a hard one for me to pick. Just like all the dicks that saw Erica Leniak. Mm-hmm. Yes, I loved how Erica Leniak actually like walks around for the next ten minutes with just a little like like jacket on. Oh my and god! Her tits it's are just so, spilling out. So still. amazing. So good. Oh yeah. So, before we before we move yeah. on, guys, at yeah. your parties when when she popped out of the cake and everyone got boners at the same time. And you're like in fifth or sixth grade. Did you guys show each other your boners? No, no I we didn't. did not show you, each other our you. boners. Oh, my parties were weird then. I did have one friend. I did have one friend who kept getting up throughout that movie and kept getting up throughout Sliver and like going in like to the bathroom. Like every time we like, and I think Basic Instinct, like a bunch of different times we ever like had sleepovers. We watched those movies. He would always get up and go to the bathroom like two times, three times in, 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 a night. And we would always be like, I wonder what he's doing. I, know, I wonder what name redacted wow. is doing. Yeah, and we didn't no idea at the time. He's we got stamina. Like, I also had a friend who, who left uh, after the opening scene, I think, of Lethal Weapon, because it opens on a girl's tits. And, and the girl's tits, and oh, then she yeah. jumps. And then he just was like, I have to go to the bathroom for five minutes. And then he came back all relaxed. That's weird. So you get, like, aroused from, like, like a, a tit in an action scene and have to go, like, jack off to that I tit? didn't, but, man, yeah. I mean... Young boners are weird, you know. Yeah, They're young intense. boners are very They're, weird. They have to be dealt with immediately, lest lest they fall off. You don't know when you're when you're that young. You you get a boner so big, it's bigger than you've ever had before. You don't know your dick might explode. You don't know. <laughs> you don't That's know. true. It feels like it, huh? We still haven't found out what what Bauer's answer is. <laughs> I think um I think things like uh, Eric Leniak and Under Siege, like that kind of action titty shot, like. Gets me hard, but I couldn't get off on that. I, but it would get me hard enough to go investigate and find out, like, oh, yeah, she is in Playboy. Like, that would do it for me. That's enough to get me hard. Nobody but, beats me in the kitchen. But, like, a movie like Basic Instinct, now I could fucking grease it all fucking day to that. It's not really I mean, a diehard movie. That's not a diehard movie, though. What's no, 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 no. <laughs> no, no. I'm just, talking about, I, I'm just talking about greasing it. Like, okay. Basic Instinct is a perfect grease film. I I, I'm, I I think I know what Ballard says before he's even said it because he hasn't said it for a long time. I'm guessing he's going to say Air Force One. No, I was going to say there are oh. films like Air Force One. Air Force One. There are films like I would say Olympus Has Fallen. Olympus Has Fallen. I would say there's films like Sudden Death. Sudden Death. Oh, that's not, not a good movie. I would say I would say there are films like Passenger Fifty Seven. Passenger Fifty Seven. I would say though my biggest boner film for a non non diehard diehard movie oh. has da, to go da, da, to da, da, da. the most classic film ever in a theatrical experience, Executive Decision. Excuse me, sir. May I help you, sir? 
in an age. Excuse me, sir. May I help you? When terrorism knows no boundaries. And the level of threat. I have a message for the American president. Knows no limits. I am in control of flight 343. Well, sir, I don't think this is about hostages. What are you talking about? A shipment of the nerve toxin DZ-5 was hijacked. Are you saying nerve gas is on board? Yes, sir, I am. They plan to use the DZ-5 and the airplane together to detonate here over Washington. Executive decision has the one thing that set me up by things like Under Siege was that I didn't think Steven Seagal was going to die in the first act. We're not going to make it! Bold. And then all of a sudden... It becomes a diehard film because now you're following Kurt Russell, who's got no experience whatsoever, and it's a great Kurt Russell film. Yeah, he didn't have a tank top though. But yeah, I, I guess the executive decision would be mine, and it became the the. See what happened is I got That's to a, a period. Man's diehard though. I guess it's like for me that I just went DVD shopping a lot in college, and because uh, I was I was I thought DVDs were going to be you know the wave of the future and we're never going to stop being a, wave like of the you know. Wave of the perfect like in the best form of viewing so i bought a bunch of dvds i got to a point where i just snagged executive decision on like a five dollar or less aisle i got it on dvd and i was just like that's it and i remember like you know i was with cool boy door and he was essentially like oh dude what are you doing getting that like executive decision i was like yeah making an executive decision right now and then if i ever bought a shitty film in the future on dvd just because i wanted to own it like say baby secret of the lost legend I call it the executive decision. Wait, what does executive decision refer to in the movie? The president agreeing to shoot down the plane? I think that's it. I think so, yes. Yes. I think that's what they're referring to, yeah. Uh, Dark, considering that happened later. (laughs) (laughs) Conspiracy theory. Yep. Go check out conspiracy theory episode. Wild and sexy conspiracy theories. Whatever episode number that is. I mean, honorable mention to Air Force One, because I think Air Force One is such a tightly made movie. Get off my plane. (laughs) And it's such a good idea. And it's it's like, that's not even like, that's that's a non-diehard, like that's Passenger 57 with it being the president's play. Yeah, Air Force and, One for me is now unwatchable. I cannot watch it. Really? Why? CGI uh, is so bad. Because now. the ending is the biggest non-boner ever. It's like watching a 1980s video game plane crash. It's it's awful. I it was, oh, it was bad then too, though. It was yeah, bad when I watched it in too. theaters, I was enjoying the movie, then that scene happened, and I completely just, my dick was hard. And it went so soft so fast. It's such a movie movie, though. It's like it, that's like that just exemplifies like what movies are. And um, the uh, screenwriter for that actually came to speak at my film school. They screened the whole movie. And he was talking about like how like, you know, you don't write a movie, you write a screenplay, you sell the screenplay and then they turn it into whatever you want. And then you have to do the processes of like changing it and, and getting notes and it becomes something completely different. And and somebody asked like, well, how different was the original draft of, of Air Force One when you first wrote it? He goes, well, the original draft, it took place on a space station. Whoa. So pretty different. <laughs> so yeah. it's like wow. that movie was like made through God knows how many rewrites. So, so it's like, what if it was a plane? What if it was the president? You know, it's like. It's become something completely different. And, yeah, so uh, he they had an idea that he liked, or they liked, and then they changed it into a uh, terrorist on Air Force One. Oh uh, yeah, I th- well, yeah they they like they had they like dialogue and structure, but they they just wanted to change the location. And I, th- I think he had a script about uh, John McClane in space on a space station. And they're mm-hmm. like, no, we got to update this. This yep. is too crazy. Let's 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 downgrade it to uh, the president. Yeah. 
and he'll we'll be like, to a plane. Oh, that's not unique enough. Let's make it Air Force One. So yeah, who's exactly. the guy to some hard ass? No, what if it was actually the president? Now that we can get Harrison Ford. The problem is that no U.S. president's really enough, like maybe back to like Teddy Roosevelt, but like, no, there's yeah. not a whole lot of presidents that are really badass enough that I, I could really believe it. I mean, Bush 41 had CIA uh, training. Dwight so maybe, D. Eisenhower. I, yeah, but I mean, he was, Eisenhower was a badass. That's, that's for damn sure. Eisenhower was a fucking badass. And pre-polio FDR was a badass, but. I actually think of, I guess when I look at it a little bit more, Air Force One is more of like a Jack Ryan film to me, like kind of like an yeah. epilogue. It is, yeah. Boner 2. Boner 2. <laughs> the next boner is. <gasps> I want a boner from the boner hat, and it is one of my boners. So it's heavily uh -oh. curved, but oh, veiny. Oh, shit. Now, this boner actually is a bo it references mm -hmm. something that happened to all three of us at the same time uh -oh. get together. We were all present when we first experienced the origin of this boner. What is the most fabulous scene from Avatar in 3D. From James Cameron. You're gonna get your legs back. The director of Titanic. On December 18th. You should see your faces. Movies will never be the same. Trust me. Avatar. Rated PG-13. Oh, shit. Hmm. We all saw Avatar together. We all saw Avatar together with many others. Oh, damn. There was oh, that's right. Cool Boy Steve was there. Cool Boy Dorn was there. Cool Boy Corey was there. It was a fucking party. Wow, yeah, that was a party. Ballard, me, Dorn, and Corey went to Mel's Diner after it, and we all had horrible headaches, or at least I did, so did Corey, I think. Hi, you've reached the Corey hotline. $4.95 a minute. Here are some words that rhyme with Corey. Glory. Story, allegory, Montessori. And we still talked about it. And it was basically the origin of the, of the, uh, the podcast because you were like, what was your favorite scene? You, you oh, were really? like, how many stars would you give it? You were asking all the same questions we ask every episode. I never asked for stars. I want boys. No, you asked for stars. because we Give didn't, me the boys. We didn't quantify movies with boys that yet. We were still using Netflix I stars. I always quantify a movie with boys. You were still Just using your Netflix star system. Yeah. Uh, that's a good system. But speaking of boys, guys, what are our boys for Avatar now, 10 years after? I'm still going to give it four and a half. Avatar, I would give it a uh, 4.5 out of five. I also still? will give it the same. Same. 4.5. Yeah. In retrospect? I don't like how James Cameron's obsessed with it and thinks it's the best thing he's ever done, but... Yeah, I think it's silly now that we're getting four or five more. That's just silly to me. Yeah, I don't like that. There weird. was a fucking, there was a like Oscar ad, like Avatar World coming soon from James Cameron. It's like, James, that's not your even, that's like your seventh best movie, man. I know. Oh. And it's <laughs> taken 10 years to get sequels to it, and he hasn't done shit since. And now we're just going to get fucking five more avatars that I don't care about. I know, I know, and you could have gotten like a True Lies two, maybe. He's a guy that's just wasted the second half of he his career. He said you can never do True Lies two now that not, that terrorists aren't funny. Yeah, that's um, true. It makes sense because <laughs> they were always funny. <laughs> they were funny before they killed two thousand people, um, or Americans at least. They'd already killed lots of people. But yeah. the question, the boner is: What is the most fabulous scene from Avatar in three D? The three and then the D are very important to this question. Because we all saw this movie in 3D, and at the time, a movie that came out the screen, typically a 2D screen, into you was unique and special. And we all were pretty amazed by the movie, although we all had, you know, there were some problems with it, but whatever. But what is the most fabulous scene in 3D in Avatar? 
And have you seen Avatar in 3D since yes. seeing it in theaters? I've seen it on my 3D television. Same. I have Blue a confession Ray. to make. Yeah? I haven't seen it since we all saw it together. What? What? I own it. Oh, I own it. I own I own. Oh. <laughs> What's he doing? Why does he care? <laughs> <laughs> He's grabbing his Avatar Blu-ray. He's his in six formats. Haven't seen it. Haven't seen it. When it came out uh, on Blu-ray, first day, it wasn't released on 3D, and I didn't have a 3D TV anyways. Look how much I paid for it. Yeah. $35 to have it on Blu-ray. Fuck. And then I bought it again when I got got a 3D. First Blu-ray, first 3D Blu-ray I went out and bought. Avatar. And I paid... Price tag's not on it, but I believe that was also $30. And look, you can't tell because it's it's a Skype camera, but that's I know, I know, I have it. Yeah. I like that cover, though. That's a good cover compared to the original you're cover. Missing, you're missing shit. one, though. But you're missing one. You're missing the Blu-ray version of the collector's edition where you get to see the two different extended versions of the film. You can see the special yes. edition and the collector's extended don't edition. Don't miss the biggest adventure of all time. <laughs> Back on the big screen. In 3D, with never before seen footage. I have that one. I've seen the theatrical version. I have that one, and I'll tell you what. The extended fucking edition is bad ass. Okay, it is great. I love, I love it. I just love more of the world. You see more of the aliens. How fucking long is that? Four hours? It's close, and it's a great four hours. Fuck no. Oh, it's wonderful. Absolutely. Nothing, nothing could be that great for four hours. Not even sex. Dick would fall off. I, I, I fucked for a lot longer than four hours. And your dick fell off. I'll tell you the sickest shit, though, in 3D was. It is when they attack their fucking hard-on wood tree. Like, that tree. <laughs> that tree, that tree when they fucking shot at it. And the rockets are going, and they unleash every fucking missile and rocket at it, and it's just exploding, and wood splinters are going through Navi left and right. That was amazing in 3D. Bring it down. I don't even remember any of this shit. That's how you spread the cockroaches. <laughs> oh, that was a great line. And that's how you scatter the roaches. Uh, what's his code name? This is Big Papa Dragon, something like that. This is Papa Dragon. I want this mission high and tight. I want to be home for dinner. All the ash in that sequence and the sequence after that is incredible in 3D. It was just right in my face. It was like actually being immersive. Wow. I joked that my favorite scene in Avatar once, <laughs> I think it was actually while we were at Mel's Diner, was the alien sex fucking with the hair. But yeah. I, I've since now realized that when he rapes the dragon with his hair, when Jake <laughs> Sully rapes the dragon with his hair and makes the dragon <laughs> yeah. love him, Yes, yes. That's the best scene in the movie because then he flies. We've talked about that before. <laughs> We've talked about this before, but the idea is that when you rape a horse with your hair, you can rape as many horses as you want because the horses are sluts. You can you can do it with one hair, and then the horse is fine and, and with you being with another horse. But when you rape a dragon, it's for, for life. life. For life. That dragon's your bitch forever. And the way you fucking you you do it is you you approach the dragon and the dragon's like ah oh, I'm gonna kill you I don't like you, and then you fuck it until it loves you, and then it loves you forever. That's wow! Intense. Until you find a bigger dragon, and then you fuck it, and you don't care about the small <laughs> dragon no more. Well, guys, call it a greatly an Opteryx. It is Doruk, last shadow. 
No, that's not true. He it's a side piece because he lets it go at the end of the movie into the sunset and he gets back on his regular dragon. I don't Oh, really? I don't remember that. Yeah. That's yeah. in the theatrical cut or is that in your gay special edition? I don't know, <laughs> man, cuz you know what? They're all my I don't new think I don't think that's in the theatrical cut at all. Ballot, how do you even watch movies like that where there's like 16 cuts out there? Like what do you even like have in your head as like the actual cut of the there's film? Only two cuts of the movie. Um I, I usually go by what the what the director says and and uh and then sometimes I correct the director. Like if say for instance, I think James Cameron says his cut of the film is the theatrical cut. To me, I would I would say the collector's extended edition is the best version. So there's three cuts. I trusted yeah, you. Cuts, yeah. <laughs> With I trusted you. you. With you. I trusted you. Trust me now, please. Look out <laughs> I will fly with you. I will fly with you. I'm gonna fucking kick your fucking ass. You know, shut up for a second, all right? There's like 10 to 15 minutes on Earth in the beginning of the collector's extended uh, edition. I just don't remember that much from that movie. And it's not to say I don't like it, because I think walking out, I thought it was, like, so awesome. I think it was maybe, like, a four or five for me. But, like, as the years went on, I just have no interest to see that movie again. So I got to say it's, like, probably, like, a three. I remember walking out, my eyes feeling like they worked out. I remember being like, oh, wow. My like was I, fired. My eyes kind of hurt. Yeah, like, I think I think my boner moment was right before the finale. My eyes were hurting so bad, I took off my glasses and I watched about 15 minutes in super blurry fashion, and I was just waiting for the finale to begin when all this fucking ship started coming in, and like mm. the big fucking behemoth rose up, and that's when I put back on my glasses. I actually like, remember you doing that. Rock. I was sitting next to you. That's rock. Yeah. And I remember you taking off your glasses and being like, what yeah. the fuck is, he, is this guy doing? I, 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 I couldn't see, man. My eyes were watering like up. I, that was my first like experience with a three-hour 3D movie, and like I just couldn't handle it. It's one. It's 162 minutes long. Theatrically. Yes. It's long. It's long. It is long. But I, I, I think Avatar, if you divorce it from all the fucking insane shit that James Cameron has been talking about since it came out, where like he says quotes like, I'm not going to make anything other than Avatar movies now. Everything I need to say about the world can be said through the world of Avatar, which is dumb. Uh, if, you, if you just appreciate it as a movie, it's a good movie. It's not one of James Cameron's best. The 3D is the only... I watched it again in 2D many times. I watched it on TV in 2D. And when I got the 3D TV and watched it again in 3D, because I, I, you know, all told, I spent over $100 on the world of Avatar. And uh, it needs to be in 3D. It's it's like necessary to the movie. Because without it, you do not have the immersion. I'm going to keep my 3D television just to buy Avatar and watch it again. That's what I did. That's what I'm going to do. Do you have a 3D TV? I do have a 3D TV. The kids love it. But the kids love us. <laughs> <laughs> Avatar 2, coming 2019. Avatar 3, coming 2020. Avatar 4, coming 2020. Avatar 5, coming 2021. No way. Is that really, is that really the release schedule? Oh, yeah. We're getting two in one year, baby. What is going on? What is going on? <laughs> I'm jacking off so I can come another topic for us. <laughs> Yes. Our next topic boner is one of mine. <gasps> what is the most fabulous movie strip club? Oh. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. I don't remember. What I, ha I had a definitive answer for this, Ooh. and I can't fucking remember Ooh. what it was. So. Ooh. All right. Nolan can go first, I guess. Because it's so fucking fabulous, and I've never seen anything goddamn like it in my life. Yeah. It's got to be the fucking strip club from Armageddon. 
Oh fuck, that is so oh, weird. That's, yeah, actually, that a, that's is, actually a okay. church. That's actually a decommissioned yeah. church. <laughs> no, that's not a church. That was about to be like demolished no. and, and, no, it and wasn't. like in the uh commentary, Ben Affleck's like yeah, this is actually a church I was about to be torn down, but they agreed to shoot here because in Michael Bay's mind, this is what strip clubs look like. Yeah, it was gothic. Wow. There was like ribbons flying everywhere, lots of wind, lots of spotlights spinning around. Like I've never been in a place like no that. Tits. No tits. No exposed tits at all. No, oh, but it was a great strip club. You're talking about the club, not the tits. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah, thinking, no, I'm thinking of the setting, the environment. Yeah, it's beautiful setting, beautiful environment. Wow. That's yeah. That, I mean, that could be my number one. That could be my bone or two. I, or I could go with Titty Twister uh, from from Dusseldon. I was just thinking that one too. See that I thing mean, that Salma Hayek's in that. Is that a strip club? It seems more like a bar, like a fighting bar where there's <laughs> also <laughs> dude. Like that's, weird. It's my favorite kind of strip club. H- hostile environment, vampires. Yeah, there's vampires. Salma um, Hayek stripping. The main Should dancer is a, Asian actors. Salma Hayek yes. doesn't strip. She comes out Sex in a bikini machine. and just dances around in a bikini and never takes the bikini off. And then she just puts her foot in Quentin Tarantino's mouth and makes makes him drink tequila from it. I was I was still pretty hot. Like that was fucking hot. scene. I'm trying to think of like a dirty strip club, like a strip club in Mexico or something. I mean, I can't. My first thought went to like a shootout in 48 hours, but that's, I don't remember that strip club being anything special. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I also thought of, uh, of obviously, striptease. Striptease, yeah. yeah. Striptease is with depressing. That, I hate that with, movie so it, much. Yeah, it is. I'm going to say, I mean, Showgirls is pretty good. Yeah, Showgirls yeah. is pretty good. But yeah, I don't know. I like I, I really I really like that Armageddon one. I remember thinking like, who is that hot chick? Looked her up. Boom. It's like some some playmate named like something Roberts. We never s- Roberts. we never even see inside the strip club in, in Blade Runner. I would like to see a chick fuck a snake on stage. That'd be kind of neat. Jesus. <laughs> That's what happens in the movie. We just never get to see it. You keep bringing this up. Well, yeah. I really want to see it. Because I really want to see it. <laughs> Because <laughs> I really Salma Hayek has a snake. Fel, I am sure you can go to Thailand right now yeah. and and find that. Yeah, like, but that's like, it's a probably club. a lady boy. I don't need to see that. Yeah. I don't. Well, think I'm sure they have lady boy and non lady boy. Wait, so the thing is, you shove a snake head up your vagina? Probably the tail. Probably the tail. Well, it, that could I be just assumed the head. The head would be bad. Yeah. But maybe you suck it off too. I don't know. We I never see it. I thought you just shoved the whole thing in their vagina and like in their asshole and they could create like this loop, you know? Oh, the horseshoe? I would. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I'm going to change my, well, it's it's not a, damn it, it's not a strip club. It's a private server who comes over. Damn it. That's not a strip club. I was going to say. What? Oh, oh. (laughs) Oh, bachelor party. Because I want to see that uh, show. You can go with uh, very bad things. Is that, there's not a strip club in that movie though. It's just not, no, just but a, they have a strip. They have a stripper come over to their their room and they kill her accidentally. <laughs> yeah, and who was that? That was porn star Kobe Ty or something. It was right? Kobe Ty. It was Kobe. That's right. Yeah, that she's right. been replaced by porn star Asa Akira. Asa Akira is kind of a mess of a person. I listened to her audiobook. Oh, she's got some problems. Who, who narrated it? She does. Oh, oh shit, guys. Hmm. I just remember we're forgetting a big one. Which one? Fucking Channing Tatum's nutsack in our oh, face. God damn it. Oh, I Magic never saw that. Movie. I've never seen that movie, yeah. Yeah, uh, I've never seen it. You guys are missing some nutsack. Is there really nutsack in that movie? No. Is there? Yeah, I've, no. I've actually always Maybe. wondered if there, if the there are thing. dicks in those movies. Isn't it there at the strip club from Full Monty? Isn't that a strip oh, club? Full Monty. They show their Full Monty. No, they don't. They just show their ass cheeks at the end. It's, a free sh- it's like a freeze frame at the end or something like that, right? You don't see great, their, their dicks. Great freeze frame. 
Great freeze frame. Maybe, maybe the best freeze frame of all time. Better than Arnold Schwarzenegger in Commando. Nothing's better than Arnold at the end of Commando. <laughs> I also just love the way fucking uh, Running Man ends. And he just shoots fucking uh, the, ba- the bad guy through a oh, billboard. Shoots Killian through yes. a billboard. And then all of a sudden, yeah. like, uh, John Park kicks on. Running away yeah. with you? Fuck yeah, every time for me. I think I talked about this already in the podcast. Yeah, you love that part. You know, the more I, I fucking look part. through like the list of like movies, uh, strip clubs, I'm, I'm actually really kind of angry. I mean, the, the one in Showgirls really is like the only one. Like, strip clubs are a lot dirtier than they have ever been depicted in any movie. And like the, the worst um, is still in Go, where like... That movie is made from a person who has no concept of what strip clubs are like. Where like, if you touch a girl's ass, bouncers come out and with guns and are about to shoot you. And the only way to get a VIP dance is to use a secret code word. I want the champagne. Like, what the fuck world does that movie exist in? It really angered me because like the first time I ever went to a strip Clearly. club, I thought that like, I, I thought you couldn't touch a girl and and you get Talk like about arrested. This too, yeah, it's it, it the like, second no. or third time you brought this up. <laughs> I know this is, this <laughs> this is we're just a rehash. A, this is a rehash right now. This boner's a full on rehash. Gradu- <laughs> in case you guys haven't figured it out, I'm gradually like shifting to the point where Felk on this show is just like chef in that episode of South Park, where I'm just like, you can make me through sound clips from previous episodes, and no one will ever know. <laughs> it's, it's it's slowly happening. Sweet. I mean, pussy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess if we're going by just purely like actual like strip club, I think Showgirls it might be the best. Then I guess. Yeah, I actually I, I'm gonna say Showgirls as well. Um, although I would like to see a dirty Tijuana. Yeah, but bar. Showgirls is is the closest thing probably in like mainstream media to what like you know a clean strip club environment would be like no way i stand by my selection uh the strip club in armageddon is the cleanest most fabulous strip club i've ever seen yeah but showgirls strip club has jesse's pussy yeah she's so excited she's so excited give me that pussy shot pussy pussy sweet pussy Sweet. <laughs> I don't even remember what episode I said that in. I just know that it's been in a lot of other episodes. Our next topic, boner. <gasps> it's one of mine, so I've got three this time. I've never actually gotten three Ooh. in an episode before, to be fair. This Good. is insane. This okay. is huge. It's a Felk episode. This isn't one of my favorites either, but I, and also another one where I can't remember the fucking answer I had. What is the most fabulous, most delicious looking food in a movie? <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. This is another fucking Secret of the Use pizza one, isn't it? Maybe. <laughs> that was not <laughs> my answer. Was it most fabulous, delicious food in a movie? Yeah. What is okay. most delicious looking food in a movie? Oh, I see. I, I'm, I'm rehashing Hook. That's oh, It's goo. Shit. Shit. It's still, rehashing it's, Hook. It's still frosting. It's still I food have made to of frosting. It looks so good. You're doing it. Doing what? Using your imagination, Peter. It's so gross. It looks so good. <laughs> it looks so good. But for the sake of not having to rehash that, oh, I, got I would say I got the soup that Michael Keaton eats as Bruce Wayne as Batman in the first Batman film on his date with Kim Basinger, that soup looked so fucking good. How's the soup? Excuse me? The soup. Oh. How is it? Oh, it's, it's great. It's great. What, really? Seriously? 
There's like, there, like, sh- like John Favreau made a movie called Chef, and it's like, there's like four or five awesome-looking shots of food. There's carne asada. Check it out. Wow. Chef Big Dog up all night cooking. Shut up and taste this, some amuse douche. Come here, guy. Look at that. You like it? Yeah. yeah. We're going to cook like this. We're being reviewed by the most important critic in the city. Now suddenly you're going to be an artist. Well, be an artist on your own time. It's my restaurant. The kitchen is my domain. That was our deal. The deal is now changed. Either you stay or you go. Do you threaten to fire me now? No, I'm telling you what I'm prepared to do if you don't cook my menu. The whole movie is food porn. There's the, there's delicious pizzas in, in, in God knows how many fucking movies. Um, we talked about them. The apple pie from American Pie looks so good, and you can fuck it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. What? What about what about the, the all the different dishes from the beautiful Pixar film Ratatouille? Don't you want to eat that weird Ratatouille dish? It looks pretty good no. to me. No. That's I got I got good. one, guys. Yeah. And it's because of what happened, what these characters endured, and I was right around their age when this movie came out, and they just endured so much. They almost got fucked in the ass so many times. Mm. They haven't eaten in like a day. And you know, that's crazy. When you haven't eaten in a day, you get nuts. And they finally get back to the home base. Oh, shit. And this fucking fabulous spread is just out on the table for them to eat. And it's fucking everything a kid would want. It's fucking ice cream and fucking cakes and fucking puddings. I know. Yeah. Candy. Jello. Jello. That so jello looks fucking good. Jello. That jello even shakes again when dinosaurs come. I'm talking about fucking Jurassic Park. 65 million years in the making. Jurassic Park. Yeah, that was good. That looks great. That was pretty amazing. That's a pretty good one. Get them jigglers. <laughs> <laughs> I would say the only thing that upset me about that was the ice cream was a little melted. Well, it had been sitting out for a whole night, man. Yeah, I don't know and how that, that food was even like, it, should, would, it would be like stale as fuck. No, it's it's been less than like eight hours. It was sitting out there for the ride home when they got back that night. It had been a whole like 12 hours. That food's old and nasty. Nah, you can make it work if you're if you've been out being chased by yeah. T Rexes, oh, you would hungry. not have a problem that's with like I eating said. old dairy. You haven't mm-hmm. eaten in a day, and as a kid, yeah, that's everything. You got. I definitely thought of the Jurassic Park food spread as, as as being a good one. Um, the meal they eat in, in prison in Goodfellas is going to be my answer. I think in prison dinner was always a big thing. We had a pasta course, and then we had a meat or a fish. Paulie did the prep work. He was doing a year for contempt, and he had this wonderful system for doing the garlic. He used a razor, and he used to slice it so thin that it used to liquefy in the pan with just a little oil. It's a very good system. Vinny was in charge of the tomato sauce. Wow, got the smell. Got treat. The kinds of meat and meat. Both. What'd you got put in the there? Veal, beef, and pork. Ah, good, but you gotta have the pork. pork oh, that's, that's, that's the flavor. I think that oh, is the nice one meal. food that is so fucking delicious wow. looking. And I had Italian tonight at the best fucking restaurant, an Italian restaurant in Los Angeles. The Cheesecake Factory. Um, (laughs) It was delicious. Uh, A lot of the food in American Psycho also looks really good. I have to say that movie has like a fancy like Hmm? 80s New York. Uh, Yeah. I actually think the food in Ratatouille looks like shit. What's happening? What's happening? He's doing the laugh from uh, American Psycho. Dorcia. Um, yes, I know it's a little late, but is it possible to reserve a table for two at eight or eight thirty, perhaps? (laughs) 
Mm, the burger and shake in Pulp Fiction also looks really good. I was just thinking about that. That's that's mm, a good one. The Kahuna burger, the big Kahuna burger. What about that looks like garbage. That actually looks like a flat, gross-looking burger. I think that was just that, a, Yeah, the big Kahuna burger looks not tasty, even no. though Samuel Jackson tells me it's tasty. Mm-hmm. This is a tasty burger. Vincent, you ever had a big Kahuna burger? One bite? They're real tasty. Well, if you like burgers, give them a try sometime. Me? I can't usually get them because my girlfriend's a vegetarian, which pretty much makes me a vegetarian. But I do love the taste of a good burger. Mm. But what about the fucking burger. spaghetti in Lady and the Tramp? No, it's animated. I don't know. That's <laughs> it's animated. Too, you know. That also, nice like dog, also like dog. Also like you want the long noodle. Gutter trash dogs are eating it. No dog is gutter trash. You take that back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What's <laughs> <laughs> that a take back? All right. Have you guys well, I, seen I, Chef? That like I, I actually I've tried to replicate Chef. a lot of food from that movie. I've seen Chef, and all Chef is is a giant masturbatorial session with John Favreau. Yeah. About, let me use all my friends to make a movie, and let me do a movie that allows me to eat my fat ass and fucking delicious food. Exactly. It was basically like, look how hard it was to make movies when there was people breathing down my neck at Marvel, but now when I make movies just for the fun of it, I love it. Chef's that. good. Chef's good. Chef is good. I though. like Chef. Yeah, it's a good. I give it three out of five boys. I still say my boner is Bruce Wayne eating. Fucking soup. Could you pass the salt? No! No! All the food in any Batman movie looks like, ugh, no. Oh shit, guys, we're thinking about the most fabulous spread what? in any movie. You know what I'm talking about. You better tell me because the, the soup is really sounding good no, to me. I'm talking about it's fucking soup with, with soup with eyeballs, fucking snakes coming out of their mouth. Oh, no, you know, I'm yeah, talking no. about monkey brains. No. Oh. Oh, Chilled monkey brain. Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom. That's a nice spread. But uh, you're not eating. I had bugs for lunch. Oh, dude! And then his the soup closes. Soup surprise. Snake surprise. Ah, oh, snake surprise. Oh, but you know what? That that apple Indy gives Willie after the scene. That apple looked tasty. That was a tasty looking apple. It was it was a tasty looking apple. I don't trust apples. I lost a tooth to an apple. Ow! Oh. Ooh, that must fucking hurt like hell. Did I mean it was coming out anyway? Jesus so I was a little Christ. kid, but uh, oh. it just ripped it fucking out, and it was like ah. This wasn't a apples. permanent tooth. Okay, so you no. don't eat apples anymore. Uh, Never because you, you don't He's, eat apples. He hasn't eaten an apple since then. I have not eaten an apple since. I've eaten apple pie. I've eaten apples in a sense, but I'm not. You know, How old were you? How old uh, was this? What eight? How old are you? Eight, six, ten. 12? Well, however, however old you are when tooth come out of you. I 16? lost a tooth in a fucking chicken nugget. Didn't stop me from eating chicken nuggets. Yeah. Nugget. I lost a tooth in a pussy. It hasn't stopped me from eating pussy. <laughs> no way. That. Sweet <laughs> pussy. All right. All right. <laughs> you got a lot now. This episode's sweet pussy. So much, so much I want to eat right now. I want to eat both of you right now. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Let's move on to the last and final boner. <gasps> What is the most fabulous scene in Swordfish? <laughs> From the producer of The Matrix. Three, two, one. No, no, wait, wait. Swordfish. <laughs> wow. Fuck it. There's no one stacked the deck and there's like 10 of these. The month of March is John Travolta month. <laughs> you get licking. It's also Breast Cancer Awareness Month. 
John Travolta, Hugh Jackson, Halle Berry, and Don Cheadle. Swordfish. Oh, well, I know what Ballard's is. Yeah, you know mine? Yeah, I know what yours is. Yeah, Halle naked, for yeah, sure. It's got to be Halle's titties revealed. Morning. Mid afternoon. And her lingerie scene. And her lingerie scene. Oh. This looks friendly. Oh, that scene's even better, I think, than the titties reveal, because it's the mystery. The well, mystery of those you, titties. Well, I like the blowjob scene. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, just fucking with you, Stan. You guys are forgetting something about Swordfish, though. The blowjob seems nice. The titties are nice. Yeah. But getting back to my old good friend John Travolta, they're driving in that hot car. A tail pulls up beside him. Fucking Travolta says, hit the brakes. They hit the brakes. The cars tailing them come to the side of him. John Travolta pops out and dual wields some fucking handguns. Yes. And shoots from standing up in the car. Oh, my God. I got so fucking wrecked for John Travolta right there. That was his car. I forget exactly what that car was, what model. It's like a one of a kind. But that, that is actually his car, and it had that paint job that was, like, pearlescent, but it went switched from green to purple. Yeah. It's fucking pretty amazing. And then he goes to the trunk and, like, opens it up, and he pulls out a fucking, was it M60? Something. Something. Something huge. <laughs> and, just, and just unloads on people. Drive, Stan. TVR, the British sports car company. It's a 2002 TVR Tucson Speed Six. What's the paint color? I'm looking that up. It is a. It's like blue and purple and pink. It's like all sorts of colors. I love. I just the bullet time. How they took advantage of the bullet time for it too. Oh, like and the they did the shot, the, uh, the, the fucking ball bearing bomb. That was cool. Even the fact that they actually like dangled a bus from a helicopter for real through Los Angeles is awesome. That was real? That was for real? Yeah, that's fucking real. Wow. With Vinnie Jones actually on that school bus too? Everyone's on it. That's how real it was. Wow. John that's Travolta insane. was on it. Now wait, now this was like the first time, or no, that's not the first time I guess, but this is like one of those few times where people saw I think a Jerry Bruckheimer film and they thought they were just seeing a Michael Bay movie. I honestly think audiences did not realize they did not see a Michael Bay movie. Oh, yeah, a lot of totally people, I mean, Con Air, a lot of people think it was a Michael Bay movie. I think Con Air was another one that for sure, I think people went and saw and thought they were Gone seeing a Michael Bay film. Gone in 60 seconds. Gone 60 seconds, Coyote Ugly. Yeah. No, Coyote Ugly is definitely not a Michael Bay movie. That's just a Bruckheimer movie. I think Coyote Ugly is like Michael Bay does feminism. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Is Bruckheimer just stealing Michael Bay's look there for all these movies? Because they definitely look similar to Michael Bay. They do. Yeah, but he, he was. Top Gun had some of that before Michael Bay ever got involved. So it's really kind of Tony's, like, Michael Bay kind of evolved from Tony Scott's style. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah, yeah I guess that's fairly it's true. accurate. It's true. Because yeah. uh, if you look at Bad Boys, Bad Boys looks a lot like a Tony Scott film. Very much. Yeah, and yeah. Tony Scott held that style through all the way to the end. I mean, if you look at, like, I mean, shit like Enemy of the State, Deja Vu. Like those movies yeah. still had all that Man coloring and that yeah, Man of Man of Fire especially. Man of Fire is kinetic as fuck though, with the with the subtitles all over the screen. I never really liked that aspect of the movie, and it's the only reason that movie is a four point five out of five boys. 
then it is a five out of five for me. I love Man on Fire. Oh, I wouldn't go that high. Creasy Bear. Creasy Bear. I like Man on Fire a lot, too. I think it's it's yeah. a brutal it's, movie, It's a though. good movie. It's, it's brutal, but it's weirdly, weirdly directed. He, he directed yeah. that more like his original style, like he classic. You know, you know that was a movie he wanted to do originally, and he ended up not being able to do the film, and so he ended up like finally remaking it by just making the movie he wanted to do all along. Yeah, I love that it's also the very end. It says dedicated to the city of to Mexico City, a very beautiful place. And it's like because the entire movie is about how Mexico City's horrible and everyone oh, just yeah. gets kidnapped, which is true. Well, can we do one more? Because A, Ballard, I didn't we didn't we didn't get one from you here. So I'm gonna randomize from Ballard. There's no pity boners, no pity boners. And I, no it's pity a legitimate boners. it's legitimately came up randomly. And as soon as I read it, I'd never I had never noticed it before. I didn't even know it was in here, and I want to say it so bad. Then we're doing it. All right. Our final, our sixth special boner. Unprecedented. Unprecedented. Except when we did nine that one other time. <gasps> what is the most fabulous super babe from the TV movie Baywatch Hawaiian Wedding? Wow. Okay. Oh, is this a ballad? Of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Why don't you make your perverted calls to somebody else? Caroline, don't hang up. It's me, Neely. Neely? What are you doing? <sighs> Getting massaged. Okay, why don't you call me back later? No, no, no. This is important. Caroline, Mitch is getting married. Our Mitch? Yes, our Mitch. The wedding's in Hawaii. Her name is Allison Ford. She's a cheap little Stephanie knockoff clone. Knockoff clone? What, what does that mean? She looks just like Stephanie. Just like her, Caroline. This is a big one. This is a big one. I got an IMDb. Who's actually in this movie? I, I, I mean, obviously, I have to do this as well. <laughs> but I already think I know my answer before even looking at the cast. Jason Momoa is in that movie, apparently. <laughs> yes, he is. Of course you knew that. That doesn't shock you at all. What's this called? Nope. Baywatch Hawaiian Wedding? Is that what we're looking oh at? Oh, my God. I actually was thinking of... Saved by the Bell Hawaiian Wedding. Doesn't that also have an Hawaiian Wedding TV movie? No, so we have Pamela Anderson. Dude, have, until yeah. five seconds ago, I thought we were talking about Saved by the Bell because I remember the Hawaiian Wedding, and then and now I realize it says Baywatch Hawaiian Wedding. And I'm actually don't even want to do this boner anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we're in it. We well, have, yeah, we are in it. We don't have to do it. We got we Pamela Anderson, Yasmin Bleth, Angelica, Angelica Bridges, Bridges, Nicole yes. Eggert. Eggert. Oh, yeah. Carmen Electra. Electra. Yep. Stacy Camano. Jason yep. Momoa. <laughs> yeah. Jason Momoa. Gina Lee Nolan. Yeah. Randy Roddick. Oh, oh yep. fuck. Oh, fuck. Billy, Billy Paul. Warlock? There's a guy named Billy Warlock on Baywatch? Jesse uh. Jane, by the way. Jesse Jane was an uncredited bikini girl. Hmm. Huh. Well, then she's you my pick. <laughs> Jesse Jane's your pick? Ah! Because I've seen her fucking insides and shit. Yeah. How do they look? Uh, fucking pink and beautiful. And and she's from Fort Worth. Oh, really? So, wait. I thought you hate people from Dallas. Yeah. Uh, but only only when I'm comparing the people from Houston. Gotcha. So, what the happen so who, who's Brandy Roderick? Oh, she's so hot. She's Playmate of the Year. She's, uh, she's Hugh Hefner's uh, girlfriend for a while. Are we rating this at the time of the film or that like just in general, like now? For... That's a good question because Jesse Jane's winning if she's now. Because I don't know how she's she's in this movie. She's she looks brand new now. 
Well, a little, 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 little sun-dried. I say rate this based on, on, on when they were in the movie. Carmen Electro was pretty fucking hot. Oh. Carmen Electro was the hottest, I think, at that time. I think I'm going to go with Carmen. Ow! Well, I have to be different. But Nicole Eggert was Ooh. really fucking hot still. Um, she wasn't on her, you know, too much on the downslope just yet. And uh, Pamela's always amazing. Oh. But Pamela was definitely not as hot as Carmen was then. Well, Pamela's on her, like, early 40s, maybe late 30s. Yeah, on she, way out. once she got the barbed wire tattoo, it was just downhill. Oh, no. <laughs> when she got that, that was her apex. That's, who, when, who, that's when her downward spiral began. Did she, she marry David Hasselhoff's character? Okay, let's see. I am about to meet Allison, who could very well be my late sister's identical twin. She's marrying Mitch, a man who I love and respect, but who blames himself for Stephanie's death, and could very well be mistaking guilt for love. Now, my friend Neely, <laughs> she still covets Mitch. I disagree. No, Pamela doesn't know. Who's getting married in the Baywatch Hawaiian wedding? Who knows? Who the fuck? <laughs> okay. We all came to Hawaii for a wedding ceremony, and CJ wasn't about to let us go home without one. Oh, who is this beautiful thing? Oh, that's Nicole Egret? Jesus Ooh. Christ, she must have gotten tit plants. She got she tit did. plants, okay. <laughs> tit, tit plants. She got tit that plants. Was, that was a big problem. Uh, they actually had to, in, right in between seasons, they had already shot part of an episode for the for season like three, episode one, at the end of second season, and then had to explain randomly in the episode how she suddenly had tits get bigger. And they that tried to like hide it for a little bit because she- What was, she, the, she, what was the canon explanation? Aliens? Ghosts? Like, what are the... Who knows? Who the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't Google what Nicole Egret looks like now. Ooh, I know. That's why that's I said it good. was important to see at least what they looked like at the time of the movie. Oh, my God. It's just like Kathleen Turner. We're basing these women all off their 2003, okay? 2003. Carmen was oh, probably the best good in 2003. Year. Good year. Uh, you know... I can't believe this was 2003. Jesus yeah. Christ. Brandy Roderick was also really Ooh. prime in 2003. That's She was like 2001 Playmate of the Year. Oh. And Angelica Bridges was really hot back in 2003. Ooh. Pam was still rocking oh. it. Stacey Kamano was hot in 2003. Ooh. Pam is still rocking it just fine. Well, I did say CJ was a free spirit. A little butterfly. Looks like this butterfly was finally caught. I thought you were swearing off men. I was. But all this is no play makes CJ a very dull girl. You don't never. Congratulations. Lorenzo, you are a lucky man. Our favorite hotel waiter will be lucky to survive the night. I think my pick would probably be Brandy Roderick here just because she was so primo at this point. Ow! Oh, I'm picking I, I'm I'm picking the egg. Ow! She was the hottest Baywatch thing to me. Summer. I call her the egg. But we're forgetting about one powerhouse here. David? Yes. Well, my relationship didn't exactly work out the way I expected. But the thing about relationships, you never know what to expect. I mean, if I had the chance to fuck the Hoff, I'm doing it. Any day. Any day. Ow! <laughs> you guys ever seen Blown Away? Or the, uh, not the good one with Tommy Lee Jones and Jeff Bridges, but the movie with the Collagrid's tits? I've only yes. seen the part with Nicole Egret's tits. Me too. So yeah. I can't attest to the rest of the movie. Good movie. Although Corey was an intern for the production company that made that movie. <laughs> Good Corey. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, this is Corey. I hope you and I can get married someday. Oh my gosh, she's so fat now. It's crazy. She looks like a whale. It's horrible. Well, 
We better stop talking about all these fabulous boner moments in movies. All this hot erection talk has Ballard's boner rising like the dark night. One Ooh. inch from his gaping mouth. Man, it's heating up. Oh my! <laughs> Noli's knob is so jacked, so jacked indeed, that it just shoved itself right inside his own butthole. I'm starting to sweat. <laughs> oh, jeez, the sight of Noli's knob machine gunning back and forth inside his own ass was too much for Ballard. <laughs> his beaver basher is starting to touch his lips. Oh, what? no! <laughs> now, you guys have gone and done it. Grab the oil, my pretty peener just packed on 10 pounds of muscle. Bleached his tip and got a spray tan. Dick and ass and ass and dick. Erection so big we suck at our own dicks, motherfuckers. Wow. Wow. Intruder alert. Intruder alert. Intruder alert. Identify. Identify. Uncle Alfred, it's me, Barbara. Ow! Cool boy nation. Tell us what you think about this episode's fabulous boner moments in movies. Also, if you have any questions or any more insight on our fabulous boners, then let us know by emailing us at thecoolboyspodcast at gmail.com. New episodes come out every Tuesday. Be sure to like and subscribe to us on iTunes, YouTube, SoundCloud, Twitter, and Facebook, and please rate and review us as well. You can also donate to us on Patreon and receive additional content like Cool Boys After Dark. It only costs a couple of bucks, and you'll receive special access to content too hot to air. You can Ooh. find the Cool Boys on Patreon at patreon.com slash coolboyspodcast. Also, please check out our other great <laughs> Cool Boys Central Combat. What? What? What's that? What happened about it? I broke him. Bauer <laughs> lost it. Also, please check out also, our other great cool. Also, <laughs> also, also, no, look up right above it. Pussy. You can also donate to us on Patreon. Also, please check out our other great. It's just good. It's just good witty copy. It's all it is. Also, and then also again immediately. We gotta fix that. Please check out our other great cool boy central That's content with it. Batman and Beyond. A cool also. boys podcast on. Oh, great. So the words are moving while I'm trying to read them. <laughs> that doesn't make it hard. Also. Please check out our other also. great cool boy central content with Batman and Beyond. A cool boys podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Patreon. Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Where the cool boys have an uncensored discussion about Batman, the animated series. Everything ranging from bat tips to bat nips and all the boners they have given us. Mm. Thank you for listening. Stay cool, cool boy nation. Until next time, it's Bizies from Bat Person Felk. What? That's a reference to Batman Robin, Bat Person. Oh, and that's Bizies from Bat Boy Ballard. He was Batgirl before, and now he's Bat Person, so he's PC. Like, oh, uh, you're PC now. And you're, yeah. you're Nightwing Nolan, like the mo the badass name. Finally, goddammit, Ballard keeps stealing all the good ones. Yeah, wait, what was yeah. the one? Wait, what did I have? What was the one I had before? It was um, Free Willy Felk, uh, Blackfish Ballard, and then Namu, the killer whale. I don't remember that one at all. I don't remember that one. <laughs> It was in this script of it earlier on. Okay, good. 
Yeah, I, I guess I'm Night, Nightwing Nolan. Yeah, that's right. Stay cool. Fuck you. Stay cool, cool nation. Suck my fucking goddamn dick that's stuck in my ass right now. You are standing American boy. You have excelled in all things. I pump while I dump. Oh, yeah. So cool. Oh, yeah. So cool. Oh, yeah. So cool. This episode of the Cool Boys Podcast was brought to you by... Oh. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. I would like to see a chick fuck a snake on stage. That'd be kind of neat. <laughs> Tori was there. Ooh. Steve was there. Oh. Dorn was there. Ooh. Sweet pussy. Oh. <laughs> I would like to see a chick fuck a snake on stage. That'd be kind of neat. No! No! <laughs> Suck my fucking goddamn dick that's stuck in my ass right now. Oh, she got tip plants. Sweet pussy. Oh, just the tip. Just the tip. Just the tip. What's happening? Sweet pussy. I would like to see a chick fuck a snake on stage. That'd be kind of neat. Just the tip. Tori was there. Steve was there. Thorn was there. <laughs> Fuck it! Sweet pussy. Get some cool boys. boys. <laughs> <laughs> so serious. <laughs> <laughs>